Cooper, say hello. Introduce the podcast. What well, you you were talking <laughs> no, right before quiet. I hit record, and you certainly talk quite a lot on <laughs> what everyone's about to hear. Well, how's everyone doing? Hey guys, long time no talk. They say very sheepishly. I'm glad to be back, and I'm sure you're all glad to have us back. And it's wonderful. So what? Are, so you're here to listen to a long promised podcast that we recorded in the car with one Mr. John Schneck on January sixth, twenty twenty four. Now it's currently February first. There's very little reason why it took me a month to finish this Someone episode. Someone was playing Mario. Well, it was two things. One. It would, Jessica will explain in a minute. When the, when we record this in the car and it sounds a little tinny, it doesn't sound the best. And I was like, maybe I can fix this up. But then when I actually said, but then I, then I sat down to do it. I was like, no, I'll do this later. Then I bought Super Mario Wonder <laughs> and I did that for a month. But now it's done and it's ready to listen to, except the audio is unimproved. You're going to hear it exactly as it was recorded. But it's like you're sitting there in the car with us. And there's a lot of great stuff in here. John's going to talk about when Reliant K lived in Hollywood during the recording of Five Score. He's going to talk about uh, other things that I'm not remembering. <laughs> He's got a very interesting story from that time about going to try to see a certain concert. I don't want to spoil it. So anyway, Jessica, yeah. tell the people what it was like the morning uh, that we recorded this and what we recorded it on and what we tried as far as doing this. So what happened was that was a very busy time. And I always feel like bad for saying like, oh, we're so busy because everybody's busy. But what happened was we got in, we flew in uh, on the 4th, which was technically the 5th because we got in after midnight and I had to work. Uh, the next day, that Friday. And I had ordered, like, before we got on the plane, Danny was like, okay, we're doing this. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me just, like, go on Amazon. I don't have really have a lot of time to research lobs that can, like, hook up to the phone. So let me just get the best rated ones on Amazon because we need them to come fast. I can't, like, do a bunch of research, get whatever the best ones are, and they potentially not show up in time. So I'm like, let me grab those. And I picked the ones that had the absolute best reviews and they sound terrible. It'll sound like what it sounds like. I don't know why they it have the It sounds best like audio. <laughs> yeah. And the, they, they, they definitely came you in, can hear yeah. what we're saying. They came in, you know, uh, late Friday evening. So then I didn't have time to test them out. So what you so hear we is did it. What we did Saturday morning. But like morning. I said, you're going to hear this. This is a raw, unfiltered experience of picking up John Schneck from the airport the morning of the big Hollywood Palladium MXPX show. Uh, and then we drove him from the airport to In-N-Out and then to the Palladium. And that's what you're going to hear. If you want to hear the uncut version of this conversation, you can go over and join on patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. You're going to miss from this edit. You're going to miss important stuff like us talking about the current state of Bed Bath & Beyond and how they closed, <laughs> but they reopened on the internet. You're going to miss me talking about how a steakhouse we drove past still has its COVID patio up. And a- <laughs> oh, wow. 
just really the those are the things I've content. those are the things that I held back from you, our free feed <laughs> listeners. So if you want to hear those things, you got to go over to patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. So slash Sadie Hawkins pod. And I'm just wondering, like, I haven't ta- we haven't DM'd or anything with with, with John since he re- since the sh- the night of the show. So uh, he's probably like, oh, I guess they figured that podcast turned out like crap and they never released it. No, (laughs) I just, you know, when I'm home, I just want to play Mario. (laughs) Give all my energy to Cooper and my job. And now we're out of that funk. We're out of that cloud. We had a super busy time for the last couple of months and uh, we are ready to get back to it. So after you hear... This, we are going to be back on our regular schedule. Will we be doing Kids on the Street for our next regular episode? Maybe. (laughs) But we will definitely have a regular episode coming up in the next week or two. We won't let it become another month. We're ready to get back on schedule. We take you guys seriously. What is it I say in my job as an accountant when uh, a vendor is looking for payment and I've been told by my accounting manager that we don't have liquid cash right now? We take the need to to give you a podcast very seriously and your podcast will be your podcast feed will be filling up as soon as possible. So, anything else you need to tell everybody? Uh, I don't think so. What's your outro? uh, Say your outro here. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we'll catch you next time. He stopped talking? I thought he wanted the podcast. (laughs) I was actually right on cue. (laughs) He was getting it out before we started. Well, we talked about really good stuff now. There we go. Hello. (laughs) I wanted Cooper to be a part of the podcast. You want to rehash all the stuff we just talked about? Yeah, we'll rehash everything we talked about. (laughs) But I knew as soon as the microphone goes on, I'd be like, I, I, my, the uh, the authenticity of talking would go away. Nah, we'll pretend they're not on. <laughs> and it's going to take me a minute to do that. Plus, we're still leaving LAX. So I sh- I'll just say, I, I'll, I'll do the artifice of an introduction that we're, we just picked up John Schneck from the airport. Yep. <laughs> we didn't do any kind of preamble. I thought about it. I was like, oh, we got to get food. We got to get breakfast. We got to figure out where you're, where we're picking you up. So we thought about doing like a preamble of this is what we're doing today but we didn't do it okay jessica took an instagram story can she can she share that oh yeah absolutely. okay you can share that now so anyway so we're here how was your flight wait an instagram that? story of us in the car well no she didn't film us yet she took oh. an instagram story of of her in the back seat driving and she put in be your man uh. <laughs> and, and it said guess who we're picking up from the airport <laughs> And no, no other reference that it is what specifically a, you. What a terrible piece of art that is. <laughs> we talked about it at length. I don't remember everything we said. <laughs> the stain, unreliant case uh, <laughs> record. No, it's an important uh, song because it bridges the two halves of it that It does. Record. Yeah, we we pulled we we made it into something. Yeah, they took that, and they, I remember you said they. Um, it's like after your song, it confirmed that no other member of Reliant K would ever write a song again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I am the reason that that all you get is good songs now. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. And that was before we did uh, last the lost the least. Yeah, that's and, actually a great song. Yeah, and John sent us um, like his demo. Oh, cool. The one set because originally because he followed the rule because your your memories of that experience of like everyone being given the assignment go write a song 
go write a one minute song and bring it back. Yeah. And you were like, I was the only one who followed the instructions of write a one minute funny <laughs> song. Right. And um, Ethan also, well, I, I guess Ethan also did it. But then um, what we learned was, and I don't know if you remembered this at the time you told us, John wrote a, <laughs> hi Cooper, John wrote a sincere song, but he wrote it in the one minute allotment. Right. And then it was fleshed out longer. Then we were like, oh, this is actually a really good song. Yeah. We got to make it, we got to make it work. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite songs. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, it was so cool to hear the demo as well. I don't know that I've ever heard. I guess I yeah. probably did at I guess, some point. Yeah. I don't remember because it's years ago now, but I think John might have said it was just him or something. Yeah. It was probably. Just, yeah. He probably did it at home and sent it around and we were like, oh, it's actually pretty good. We should make this into a song. I hope we can... Did they get rid of... Sorry, now I'm talking LAX. <clears throat> there okay. used to be a cut-through, but I don't know if they got rid of it because of construction. This is pretty wild. This is really bad. The amount of traffic <laughs> that's happening right now. We were talking about it, so let's talk about the LA, LAX for a second. It's... This, what is it? The second biggest city in the country, and it's got the smallest airport. <laughs> is that true? I mean, I don't know if statistically that is absolutely true, but yeah. it just feels like it, right? Yeah. Like, whatever... If it's the second or third biggest city, because I don't think it's bigger than New York, but our this airport is so tiny. I guess more like the, the, the actual... Um, what would you call this? The logistical... The human logistical side of it. It's just this right. tiny little concourse yep. with this with these roads that go straight through the terminals but every other airport is designed well where right. like the concourse area is away from the runways so you build a larger concourse yeah and they should have done that generations ago but instead they're doing all this construction to kind of like make it supposedly easier to come through here but i don't think it's gonna work yeah i mean it's got to be really logistically hard to redo something at this scale. Right. The Olympics are coming next year. Oh, that's why they're doing oh, wow. all of this. That's going to well, be wild. It says it's going to take us 16 <laughs> minutes to get out of the airport. <laughs> and then it'll take 40 minutes to get you to where you're going. Everyone will have turned the turned this off yeah. if, we, if we just <laughs> podcast for 16 minutes in yeah. LAX traffic. Originally, I was thinking, because we're going to In-N-Out, because you, you haven't eaten in hours, in like eight hours or Yeah, 10. so I, I woke up at 3.30 today. I went to bed at midnight, woke up at 3.30, someone three and a half hours of sleep. I dozed on the plane, but everybody else worked. Uh, excuse me, everyone, everyone else flew in yesterday, but I had to work on Friday. So, okay. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't come in. So I had to do the day of, which was not ideal. But right. They're, um, they're building the, I don't know if it's East Coast or Central Coast, um, in and out headquarters in Nashville. Oh, okay. And so there's already people freaking out about in and out coming to That's what um, I said to Jessica. I told her that they're they're opening on the East Coast finally. But yeah. I didn't know what city specifically. Yeah, their headquarters will be in in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, okay. So we're we're supposed to get one in twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six, I think, is when it's gonna happen. They've been in Texas for a decade. Yeah. And I don't think people, t and I don't think when people are like, some people are like, not upset, but some people are like, I can't believe they're finally opening on the East Coast when they said they wouldn't for years. I'm like, you know, they've been in like Texas, like yeah. that's the middle of the country <laughs> yeah. for your, for at least a decade. I try not to get into the hype of things like this, but it is just, it's something that I can't ever have, you know, so I might as well. Right. We, we, when we played when we were young, I was going to get in and out in Vegas, but 
uh, I never, I never got up the energy to leave the oh, okay. hotel casino. <laughs> yeah. How was that? I had uh, no interest fun. in going. To, I had no interest in the experience of that style yeah. of festival at this point in our lives. It was a event for sure. Mm -hmm. It was really cool seeing all the bands and seeing a lot of old friends. Mm -hmm. But man, it was it was a, a to do. I don't know that I would have been able to to watch enough bands to get right. money out of that. Yeah. Especially if you went in the morning and then you stayed for Green Day. I mean, that was that's just so that's many so hours. Long, yeah. yeah, but you could come and go. So oh, was, they did a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. The last festival we did like that was Back to the Beach. Yeah, the ska one, but it wasn't that big. It was yeah. an all day thing, but the the grounds weren't that. I mean, I don't know how large the grounds were for when we were young, but it was a much more doable thing all day. Yeah. They had three main staging areas, um, like the main stage, the B stage, and then a the C stage, uh, and they were both double stages. But it was it was pretty cool. Some of the overhead shots I saw on Instagram after mm -hmm. the uh, the festival it was just so many people there. So how has the last year of uh, festivals been going? With because you did there was the um, Ohio was for lovers. Yep. Furnace Fest. Yep. And when we were young. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We I'm trying to remember. It's for lovers was interesting. I took Liam. Uh, we kind of we kind of road tripped it up there. That was with uh, Jimmy Eat World and. Uh, who else played that? Hawthorne Heights, obviously, because it's their deal. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was kind of the first festival, big festival that we had done in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then we did uh, Furnace Fest. That was with Ann Berlin and MXPX. Right. That was really cool. I hadn't seen either of those guys in a long time. Uh, I think that was uh, Steven's last show with Ann Berlin. He announced that he's going to retire mm -hmm. from the road. That's upsetting Cooper. <laughs> He's like, what? I just got into them. How were the festivals compared to the Yum Yeah Tour? Uh, I mean, it's definitely different. You know, when you do do something like the a tour when you haven't played in a long time, uh -huh. people are really excited just to come see you play. Right. Um, but the, the festivals were, I mean, they, they were still re really good crowds. I think that the that the uh, people that came and saw our shows are still really into it. So, was it? Did it feel like an appropriate way to follow up the year? Of them? So I was just wondering. Not appropriate. That's not the right word. But did it feel like a like a oh Cooper? <laughs> I'll wait until. I... Do do we have another bottle? He must be hungry. I guess we didn't know to bring him an extra bottle. If it's I mean, uh, have four ounces on the way. Yeah, he's usually. Yeah, it doesn't bother me unless you're just worried about the audio. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't worried about him gabbing, but when he started going, ah, then I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. When he was just kind of gabbing, I was like, that's cute. That makes it organic. That's fine. It was right. just when he started going, <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, there was this kid on the plane who, like, I have I have a lot of empathy for, you know, babies on planes and stuff because I have three kids and right the. The 
dad. It was a dad and a baby by themselves, and the dad just, he just didn't know how to handle the fact that everyone was probably really upset with him, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I felt so bad for the dad, more so than I felt for the people that were sitting next to him. Yeah. Right. And that's rough, doing it by yourself. Yeah. How's this line? Trying to look, because if it's super long, we'll move on. Uh, that's pretty long. Okay, yeah, we can just on. go to anyone. I know yeah. there's one pretty close to the venue too is, on yeah. Sunset, like a mile away. Oh yeah, that by the high school. Yeah. So, so we'll just go to the we'll just go to the venue. Yeah, we can just hit that one. Okay. It was cool flying in. There was a another plane like right next to us, mm -hmm. and then downtown oh. LA, and then the Hollywood sign in the background. Uh -huh. That was a pretty cool view. I haven't had a view in an airplane in a long time because Jessica likes the aisle seat. Oh yeah. Especially <laughs> with the baby now, she yep. needs to be able to come and go. And yep. so I can't, we can't, we don't put a stranger between us. Yeah, that makes sense. And everyone I sit next to, no one wants their window open. Everyone closes their window. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like the dealer's choice there. Whoever's sitting there can either open or close it. Yeah. So anyway, I was what I was going to ask you before Cooper started screaming was, uh, yeah. did doing like a year of as far as Reliant K playing live and you and you playing with Reliant K, did doing uh, a kind of a year of a few a handful of festivals feel like a, a a follow up that works for after doing a year of going back on tour for the first time in forever, like yeah. or did you want to do more, like did, did just doing a couple of shows and having them be the whole big rigmarole of a festival how did that feel yeah i think it was mostly logistical you know mm -hmm. um i think there there was some talks about doing tours with different bands and just nothing ever really worked out okay with timing whether it was with one of the guys in the band or um if the money worked you know so yeah, I remember. It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to tour right right now. It's just it's really hard. And to, that and this was the year of like the the inflation. Yeah, going crazy for bands trying to tour. Right. Yeah. And, and I've it, heard plenty of interviews where people are like, "We're literally not making any money on anything doing yeah. this." Yeah, it's weird. Like venues are taking more money than they have. Um, higher merch fees. You know, ticket fees are the the thing that sucks about being a working artist right now is that tickets a lot of times will go on the resale market right and so the the ticketing companies are the ones making a lot of money because right. they're selling the tickets very quickly uh -huh. then they're reselling the tickets very quickly right and uh, the uh, concert goer is paying you know like in Taylor Swift's you know world 10x what the ticket costs you know right so then they're coming to shows with less money to buy merch mm -hmm. so it's really it's everything's way more expensive and the consumer has less money to spend on merch which right. is where the artist makes a lot of their money anyway so it's kind of a mess yeah and yeah gas is just so expensive mm -hmm. food is so expensive hotels are so expensive it all just really adds up this is the economics portion of it right <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, cause especially because since you're playing with MXPX tonight, and I listen to Mike Carrera's podcast, and he 
talks about that stuff on his podcast regularly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And especially like even with this show, you know, he was talking about like they release tickets in batches now, especially since MXPX has so much control yeah. over their over themselves now. Yeah. And they don't rely on as many outside parties. Yeah. They release their tickets in batches so that the bots don't detect a big sale and then buy them up. Yep. And then so and then they start reselling them for more than anyone involved is gonna see. Yeah. I mean it seems like such an easy easy problem to fix if Ticketmaster right. really wanted to. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is they really don't want to because I think they're just making they're selling tickets very quickly and that's all that matters. Right. So I mean you could you could just not allow people to resell tickets. Right. You could transfer them. Or resell or them you, for exactly the the resell them for exactly the price right. or just you know let them go like right get, put them back into the right get a lot of refunds market. yeah refunds um yeah i mean it seems like such an easy problem to fix but mxpx is doing it right i mean yeah it, it just the way that they operate you just have to be like mike's a hustler man i mean yeah. he works really really hard and you have to uh you just have to want to want to do that mm-hmm. as your full-time full-time life you know but she does great at it. She's yeah. Had a great career at it. I love their whole business model. I'm like, I wish all my favorite bands had their business model. Yeah. With the live streams. Yep. And the podcast. Yep. And then doing all their own shows. Yep. He referred to this show on his podcast tonight as like a mini MXPX festival. Yeah. That's the, That was the idea. Yeah. It seemed to me like maybe this is something he's going to try to build off of for an annual thing. Or, okay. I think so. Is it called like? Is it just a show? Or yeah, there's no name. There's for no it. There's no name for it. Yeah, I didn't know if he if he had named it or not. But I think there might be a tagline that I can't remember now, like yeah. takeover or uh, Hollywood takeover or yeah. like something like that. But it hasn't been on every advertisement. I've been getting so many ads for the show too. Oh, cool! Every time I open Spotify. <laughs> Because I listen to, I don't listen. To, I haven't listened that much Smoking Popes, but I listen to, every, listen Jake, Brian K, MXPX like weekly. Yep. So it's like you want to go to the show, and I'm like, <laughs> I got the ticket. I know. I, I I wish there was a way that you could tell the advertisers like yeah, I'm already going, so they don't have to waste impressions. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to say you know not, not interested in this ad because right. then you yeah. don't get similar ads that you right. do want to see. Yep. I did a whole... This is the advertising portion yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook, I got so annoyed. With, I mean, I'm just... This is completely unrelated to music or anything, but just I was annoyed with ads that generally were correct to my uh, demographic. Like, yep. generally, that is stuff I'd be interested in. But I just completely not interested, not interested, not interested. And I started getting really weird stuff. Yeah. Because they're like, well, we can't figure out who you are. Right. <laughs> so I started getting, and sometimes like disturbing stuff like skin cream ads that have like horrible <laughs> looking uh, images. Oh, and I'm like, funny. I was like, okay, I've totally messed up my algorithm in the worst way possible. Yeah. I know. You got to be careful what you click on or what you don't. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, overall, really, really uh, had a good time with those festivals and. I don't know. I mean, this is the only show we have booked this year. Oh, really? So there's nothing. There's nothing else uh, for the moment. Well, you know what everyone else is looking for. I do. I do. <laughs> I assume it's probably uh, new merchandise, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
new music. Yeah. Um, I have heard some some uh, pieces of songs that Matt has written, mm-hmm. and I don't know what he's going to do with them. Right. You know, every once in a while he'll play a song and say, "Oh, this is a this would really work as a Reliant K song," mm-hmm. or um, he'll play a song and say, "Yeah, this isn't a Reliant K song." Right. Um, but you know, there's there's nothing there's nothing official. Yeah. I think Matt has a lot of uh, songs in him. Right. You know, there's a lot of a lot of songs he's been working on for a long time, and uh, I, I think it's bound to happen that there's going to be music, but there's nothing officially in the right. works right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I figured that everything you just said about New Reliant K music is what I figured it had to be. It's like one of two things. Either a new album is secretly in the works and no one wants to talk about it, or everything's just kind of coalescing slowly. Everything's coming together, just like it, it just like for any other band. Like, songs are being yeah. worked on, stuff. Like, I wouldn't assume that Matt is Matt Thiessen has ever stopped writing songs. Right, exactly. Because I, I also know that, speaking of my career, I know, like, from the little bits I've talked to him, but then mostly I know people who, are, like, talk to him all the time. And they're like, he's never not writing songs. And I learned he has, like, a massive song file book of, yeah. like... Because I counted up all of Eric's songs, and they're, like, almost 400 published songs. Yeah. And then a f- friend of his was like, oh, he's got way more than that. Like, yeah. never finished or ready to go or... Well, there... So, for instance, there there was a song that... Because this is... This January... This, this January is 19 years I've been in the band oh yeah and there are are like pieces of songs that I always really really liked that Matt never finished mm-hmm. and I would always you know every time we get together I'm like hey what about that one and I'll just kind of like you know hum it and he'll be like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did that recently when we were at a rehearsal and he played more of it than like he played new parts to it oh okay and I was like oh that's so interesting that like I've been hearing the song over, you know, almost two decades evolve uh-huh. into, and I fi- and I finally heard a new piece of it. You know? Right. So I know he's writing, and I know he's, you know, I, I think the the long answer is like, you know, sure, there's always stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how official people think or don't think it is. Right. And it really hasn't ever been super official. It's like once right. Matt gets a batch of songs, then just make a record, right? <laughs> you know. So I think there. I think it'll happen. I just don't know when. He's just chilling back there. Yeah. How old is he now? He's six months. He just turned six months on the thirtieth. Amazing. Yeah. So cool. He's great. He's fantastic. You didn't really get to see him much yet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. See the back of his head here. <laughs> Liam uh, is—he turns uh, 16 in a couple weeks, oh. and uh, I'm really bummed about this. But Liam, he, his band, is playing their very first show ever tonight. Oh. And uh, so, uh, luckily, they have another one in, on the 27th. They'll get to see, and um, my wife's gonna film it okay. tonight and and uh, and send it to me. But yeah, he's playing his first show ever tonight with his band, which is pretty cool. He's he, a drummer. 
didn't realize that he's 16. He will be. Uh, he, oh, he will yeah, be. 16. He will be later this month. Because uh, he discovered us early on. Yep. Yep. And so he was only. So he was like 11, I guess. Then when we was started. Was it that long ago? Because we're coming up on our fifth year as a podcast. Oh wow. Well, no, they were in our fifth year, and so we're coming up on our sixth. No. I figured this out, and then I got confused, and I <laughs> compared it to Korean birthdays. <laughs> how you, how you, when you're born, you're one years old, right? In right. Korea, I, I can't remember what it is now. I think we're, yeah, we're in our fifth year, coming up on our fifth anniversary. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know if he listens anymore. He. What? Um, <laughs> what I mean is, he listens to every episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was that. No it one's was, under any obligation ever to. He, I know he's he's still like stuff on social media occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, he yeah. he was in that interesting phase of like discovering the band on his own. Right. So he sort of consumed every piece of media that he could get mm-hmm. that had anything to do with Reliant K. Right. Which is really fun. You told us a hilarious story, and I think you. Told and I heard you told it somewhere else. Oh, you might have told it to uh, Josh, the other Ryan K podcast. Did you talk to him? No, I don't know. I don't think I did. Okay, I did. I don't know. I, I swear you told it to someone else. I might edit this part out. <laughs> to be trying to figure who I, I just, only have one story. So yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say. You told the story where you he discovered Ryan K. Or no, you were trying to tell him that this is it. Okay, I remember the story now. You were trying to tell him you were in Reliant K and you did like you were on the Jay Leno show and you were on right. Conan O'Brien, you were on Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Well, these are on YouTube. And he's like, You're on YouTube? You're right, yeah. I and, remember that. And then after you were the first time you were on our podcast, he DM'd us. He was like, That story's not true. <laughs> that story is one hundred percent true. <laughs> this is a but this is like a parrot kid thing oh my you know gosh. i know this thing i've seen this happen i this has definitely happened in my life with my dad That's and i've funny. seen it happen with my friends and their dads yeah <laughs> no he uh that that is true he um because they don't watch tv right yeah you we don't do I mean? we don't really either my uh my girls are getting into tv shows via like netflix or something like that mm-hmm. like they're watching the whole Full House, like the old Full House now. Oh, okay. But, I mean, they they only watch, like, YouTubers. Right. So, yeah, that, that was a true story. <laughs> he thought, he was like, wait, you're on YouTube? I am. Um, yeah, I was. I'm you know probably what? right on the, I'm, like, I'm an exennial, right? So yeah. I'm probably, I'm right on the cusp of would I still have cable or would I not? And I went with... I don't have cable anymore, and I was an early adopter of cord cutting. That's what it was called. Yeah. I was an early-ish cord cutter for my generation because I moved to New York in 2007 to try yeah. to try to work in film, and it was just not an expense that was worth having, right. especially when I'm trying to like be on film sets and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, why am I going to come home and watch cable and pay for cable when I'm not going to be home? I'm going to be working. Right. So I got used to, in 2007, and that was like the most uh, nascent, like, early version of YouTube and, like, what was even on... I don't even know what was on YouTube in 2007. I think it was still, like, a 20-minute limit. Right. And somehow, that's what I used for entertainment every night. That's funny. And now there's so much on YouTube. There's full feature-length movies. There's, like, 10-hour movies. I love the idea that... I'm still thinking about the idea of Liam DMing you and... Maybe with some particular detail in the way that you... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah, it's so funny. He's uh, 
That sounds exactly like something he would do. It's fun though. Connecting with him over over music is fun. He came to the um, Is for Lovers festival with mm-hmm. us, and um, yeah, it was fun. We watched him meet World, and it's funny. Like it, the bands that he likes and the bands that he d- doesn't like. Yeah, you know, some of them he'll he'll really latch on to, and some of them, some of them that I really love. He's like, yeah, it's not for me, right? How did you try to nurture a love for rock music with him, or did it come about on its own? Uh, no, I'm thinking it, about this for our kids. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it kind of came about on its own. I mean, it was really when he started playing drums. Oh, okay. Once he started playing drums, like really playing drums, he got into rock music because he, it was, you know, he just liked playing rock drums. So. Right. And then. I think he just proximity to the band. He he got into Reliant K, and then he was like, "Oh, there's other bands that are sort of in the." Spotify recommends you know you you may like you right know, Yellow Card or you may like whatever, and so he he's gotten really into Yellow Card. He's into uh, okay. and he's also really into grunge music. Okay, which is cool. Pearl Jam and Nirvana and. STP and things like that, which I take a hundred percent credit for for influencing him. Uh, in Did you introduce way. that stuff to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I'm I'm worried. Like, what do I introduce Cooper to? And then he's like, "That's lame." Here, I'll pull up. I'll pull up. <laughs> I'll pull up Spotify because he has taken over my Spotify. So I'll tell you. Oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll tell the, you. I just want to double check the recording. We're still good. Okay. So, Mama, Slow Pulp. Um, trying to figure out what he's been listening to. Are you connected to Last FM? Have I'm, you ever used it? I'm not. No. You know those grids that everybody shares on social media? Yeah. Like, Here's what I listen to on Friday. You have to connect your Spotify to to a Last FM account, which is free, and it just it scrabble. They call it you know the scrabble thing. Yeah. They call it scrabbling. They scr- and it'll it'll whatever you've always listened to. It's gonna pull your entire Spotify history. Yeah. It's not just going to do from the day you sign up because Jessica never had it. Yeah. And she signed up for it recently because she was jealous of everyone's five by five grids. She's like, <laughs> how do I do this? And I'm like, you got to get a last FM. But it, now I'm thinking if you get a last FM, you can more easily, you can watch from last FM. What is yeah. you listening to? So here's Liam's uh, most recent playlist. It's uh, Slaughter Beach. Okay. Uh, is that it? Slaughter Beach? Ollie Vox, Two Door Cinema Club, Black Keys, Frank Iero. Nightmare of You, Libertines, Mom Jeans, Pup, Nirvana, Paramore, The Beatles, mm-hmm. Sophie She. Is it She or Shy? She? she? I don't That's know. That's the first band that you mentioned that I don't know. Okay. The Neighborhood, Seal, Slowpole. He just, Seal Super, like. Yeah, Kiss from a Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Will, Slowpole, Arctic Monkeys. We went and saw Arctic Monkeys this year, which was fun. Um, Mama. Holy Drug Couple, Slow Pulp, Budge. Budge is a local band that I love to death. Okay. Um, Boa, Title Fight, Bundabar. So I don't know what he's into. I don't know half those bands because I'm <laughs> old, but. I knew everything up to whatever you said the first time. Yeah. That I didn't know. Yeah, so he's into cool music. That's, oh, that's, a, great, that's a great playlist for everything he, I know, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he's into good music, which is, which is good. What is uh, Cooper loves Ozzy Osbourne and oh, Megadeth. Nice. <laughs> we because uh, we got I also got into Megadeth 
I had never listened to thrash metal. Like a hand, I only listened to Anthrax. I never liked metal in general, especially when metal was huge and metal core was huge in the 2000s. Like when I was listening to Reliant K, just for some reason I didn't like really heavy music. Yeah. And then during the pandemic or right before the pandemic, I was like, you know, I never got into metal. I really got to get I, more than just a handful of bands that I kind of listen to. I got to get try some stuff. And I just gravitated to Megadeth because it sounded to me like what metal music was in the 80s and 90s when my yeah. parents were like, don't listen to this. Right, I know. More than Metallica, because Metallica does too much else, right? Yep. They have too many other concepts and sounds. Yeah. So anyway, because of that, I got Jessica into Megadeth, and then we would listen to it when she was pregnant with him, and he always seemed to calm down in her stomach. <laughs> that is so really funny. Megadeth. I used to work with this um, company, and the bassist for Megadeth was the artist, was like the artist rep. He was like, oh, okay. like he somehow he like worked for them, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I got to kind of be friends with the. I guess, I don't know. I think he's still the bassist for Megadeth, David okay. Elson. But yeah, I thought they were always pretty cool. And I took when she when we were pregnant when Jessica was pregnant when we were pregnant whatever. We went to see. That's the that's another festival yeah. that's coming up. We're playing that next year when oh. we were pregnant. <laughs> when we were pregnant. <laughs> Um, this uh, you asked us earlier before we started recording, like what shows we've been to, and I could not remember. Yeah. There was one show we went to, a free show in downtown Long Beach. Mm. It was Fishbone and oh, cool. Voodoo Golf Skulls. Oh, nice! And I was like, oh, I want to take Cooper to see Fishbone while you're surprised with it because that's one of my top three favorite bands is Fishbone. Love but that. apparently, he really hated the, the Voodoo Ghost Skulls. <laughs> that is because he was because she could feel him yeah. trying to like hide on, in her spine. Like, he was like growing for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Oh my and God. now I'm like, He's and because go. I'm such a Scott nerd, I'm like, and I don't even like Voodoo Glow Skulls aren't even. I I like to enjoy their music, but they're not like a top ranked one yeah. of my favorite Scott bands. I'm like, what if the Voodoo Gull Skulls ruin ska for him before he's even born? And when I'm trying to play it, he's going to hear that rhythm. He's going to mm-hmm. hear the offbeat. And he's going to be like, no, something's wrong. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah. There was it's a... too loud. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Because they were way louder than Fishbone. Yeah, Fishbone did a um, did one of the warp tours we were on. Oh, cool. And I don't remember which one it was, but... Um, what's the guy's name that's in Fishbone? Angelo Moore. Angelo. That's him. Yeah. yeah. He was such a nice dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. He, we hung out with him a lot. Oh cool. He and Ethan got to be really good friends. Maybe they were friends from Southern California or something. I don't know. Oh, maybe they could have. Oh, you know what? They might have been because. Uh, yeah, because yeah, Supertones. But also Angelo Moore and I. I you know, uh, Angelo Moore was on featured on Dingy's album. Oh, and Ethan was in the Dingy's. Maybe that's what it was. I think they all just they all just knew each other. They all kind of knew each. Yeah, yeah. They went back. Yeah. He was so nice. They were a fun band. Yeah. I haven't seen them in years. And he, they, they still play, uh, he, I meant to say, like all his solo stuff. And I've never been, as long as I've been here, I see like him doing solo shows. And yep. he has another band called The Brand New Step. Okay. And I never, we never make it. One time he was 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes. He was like 10 minutes down the road from us at a bowling alley. Oh, wow. And I just missed it. Like I just saw it on the schedule after it happened. That's fun. Awesome. Oh, there's Grace. We're 20 minutes away now. Uh, we are playing at the Palladium. 
I texted Grace earlier today and I was like, oh, I totally forgot to tell you that we were going to be in town. Grace who? Uh, similar. Grace Paul. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't, when we, when we had her on the show, oh, I mean, she, I, was? she was on our podcast, but oh, cool. just during the TikTok thing that you did with her. Oh, right. It was before the tour. And then when the tour was announced, I just, I reposted the interview. Um, and at the time, now I know her, now I know her assembler, but at the time I was confused on what to call her. I was like, do I call you Grace? Do I call you Grace Baldridge? Do I call you assembler? Because every individual project she had, especially at that time, had a different right. set of her three names. Yeah. So I was like, what am I supposed to call you? Now I just think Semler because I listen to her music and there's yeah. a profile. But at the time I was like genuinely <laughs> And I think she said call me Grace, but since then yeah. it just now it's just Semler in my head because of the Spotify profile. Yeah, she was just in Nashville recently. She did a um she does this thing every year where she crashes the dub awards. All right. And um and she went with uh, Flamey Grant, who's like a drag, right. drag queen that. Um... Yeah, she did an AMA on Twitter. Oh. I think it still was Twitter at the time. It wasn't X yet. Grace did on the last one. Flamey Grant did. Uh, Grace did. Okay, gotcha. And she was like, "I'm here, AMA," and oh, I yeah. replied, "What's the? F- oh no, she said she's at a party. She's like, I'm at a party now, AMA, and I said, uh, "What's the food like?" <laughs> and she said, "It's good." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw her. Um... We went and hung out after the uh, after she went to the Dove Awards that night. And went to a restaurant there. It was fun. Yeah, there's so many people that I that live in LA that I don't remember who all lives here. All right. You know, well, you remember where you lived here? I you, did. Yes. I, hit I, us up I, for a ride. <laughs> where do y'all live? Like what part of Sherman Oaks? Okay. And I totally didn't just edit out the real town and just give the bigger town that's yep. right nearby. Um, but we live in we live near Sherman Oaks. Gotcha. Um, and so it's really easy to get to the airport when the traffic isn't insane like it was getting out. It was actually much easier getting to you than it was leaving the airport. Yeah. And we had nothing planned for the first part of the day other than maybe still repacking from our Florida trip. Oh, nice. Um, so when you asked if this is possible, we said I said absolutely, and you know. Yeah, I knew you'd mentioned meeting up, so I thought this would be a fun way yeah. to do it. Man, L.A. has such a vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. My number one thing, though, and I, I'm i only thinking about this again because we just came back from Florida, is that I just find lunch sucks in, in, in L.A. Yeah. Like, if you can find the place, that's great. But when you're almost anywhere else, Florida, everywhere I've lived, Massachusetts, Florida, we lived in, in, in uh, Chicago for a year. Like, you can just go to any place and there's like a, what, like a two and three chance it's going to be a pretty good lunch yeah. for a reasonable price. But in L.A., you like have to hunt <laughs> to find like a good lunch. Yeah. Because like I've never been to that place. I'm just pointing at an enchilada place. Yes. I'm like, they, they're probably not very good. <laughs> you look at a place like that if you've never been to L.A. and you're like, oh, that place must be really good. And then you go there and it's not very good. Yeah. They have a family pack, though. Yeah. <laughs> it must have gone up in price recently because they taped over the old price. Yeah, soon y'all will be looking for the family pack meals. Yeah. yeah. You'll say, where, what has free kids night on Wednesdays and what has free kids night on Tuesdays? And that's right. where you will eat, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, we lived here for like three months when we were making five score. Right. And it was... Um, 
it was definitely an experience, you know? It was... It was kind of like the best way to live in L.A. because we didn't have, like, jobs and everything was paid right. for. Oh, yeah. So we just sort of had, like, allow- we kind of had allowance. Right. It was like we were really big teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and we lived right down the street from the Capitol building. Like, you could walk to the Capitol building, walk to Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. right across from the Arclight. Right. And every morning... Uh, we did that record with Howard Benson, and he kept his studio like a, like a like banker's hours. Oh, okay. It was like we will work from ten to two every day and no more. You know. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then you so you had a lot of extra time. Yeah. So and we had one car, so we would like we had a one rental car that we could that we had for the five of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would always sort of just like take turns. You know, today is my day with the car and. <laughs> Uh, if someone's spouse or girlfriend would come in, then, you know, they would take the car and go do things. But that was fun. It, it was a good way to, like, not have to... I, I can only imagine that the place that we lived was not cheap. Right. Just based on where it is, you know? Right. Uh, it wasn't that big, but it was... Actually, John, I mean, you're right in the center. You were right in the center of it, basically. Yeah. John Warren lived in the closet of it, I remember. Oh, really? Like yeah. Harry Potter? <laughs> he did, yeah. And for some reason, he had his cat with him. Oh. And I don't remember why. I do remember there being a cat there, though. Um, yeah, he, there was like a really big walk-in closet. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> Um, John was just like, I'm going to make this my room. So I don't know if it was a rollaway bed or, a, or he just grabbed a mattress or something and just put it in the, in the big, huge walk-in closet and made it his little room. It was so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. It was very Harry Potter-ish. <laughs> he was ahead of his time there. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. We've been here 10 years and a ton has changed. Yeah, in the tension since since we first lived here, and I can't imagine what it was like in like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, and our apartment has more not doubled, but our apartment has like uh, probably gone fifty percent in ten years, which is good because there's rent controls. But when I'm just thinking about we were just saying about how expensive that place is, I'm sure it's skyrocketed i'm sure when we move out of our place our place will double because we've been there for yeah. 10 years and it can only raise it so far until <clears> we move yeah i don't remember why we lived where we did i there were there was a place that the bands that worked with howard usually usually lived and it was like long-term um hotel uh-huh and it was kind of off the freeway somewhere okay um and not like it was like in a complex off the freeway so it wasn't like walkable at all right and somehow we got the option to live there or live where we did so we jumped at the opportunity to to live right there in Hollywood which was pretty cool yeah was it recorded was Five Score recorded in the Capitol building no it was um, I don't know what the studio was called but it was wherever Howard Benson was working out of okay yeah, my favorite story from that um, instance was uh, I had never Pearl Jam was my favorite band ever. Mm-hmm. They, they still are. 
but back then I was just like huge Pearl, huge, huge Pearl Jam fan. Uh-huh. And I'd never seen them play at, at the time. And um, they were playing at uh, this little club not far from where we were. I forget what it was. Somebody's name. Do you know what the club is? Iron Holly Boulevard. Uh, um, it's a name. It's a person's name. Yeah, it's a person's. It's like Viper. This, no, 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 not not like not that. Roxy. Way. No, no. It's it's um. Roxy is a name. I'll I'll look it up. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. The Laugh Factory. I don't know. I'll have to. I wonder if it's still there. I'll figure it out. But anyway, so Pearl Jam was playing at this club and they were playing a show the next day at the arena here in town. Okay. And they were doing this club show just for their fan club. Oh, okay. And were you a member? No, I wasn't. But um, I called one of the guys at our record label, our A&R guy, who's actually going to be there tonight. Our old A&R guy, his name's Jamie. And... I was like, dude, is there any way you have any connections to get me into this show? And he's like, let me see what I can do. So it was the day of the show. Everybody else went out and did something that night. And I was like, I'm going to stay behind in case I get to go to the show. Uh And um, the show, I don't know, the show is at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night or whatever. But like 4 o'clock that day. He calls me. He's like, dude, I got you two tickets. Oh, wow. He's like, two tickets. He's like, I have them in my hand. He's like, I'm going to have them. He's like, I'm going to have them be at Will College on my deck. And I was like, awesome. And I was like, thank you so much. This is so rad. I've, I've always wanted to see Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And I get to see them at a club in LA for the first time ever. It's going to be so cool. Mm -hmm. So our manager was in town for some reason. So I was like, dude, do you want to go with me to this program show? So we, you know, I call all my friends. They're like, dude, I'm going to go see Pearl Jam tonight. It's going to be so great. Now this makes me nervous. (laughs) So we walk, (laughs) we, we start walking. It's like a mile or two miles away from Uh our, from where our hotel was. But is pre-Uber, so we're just like, well, we'll just walk there. Uh-huh. So we leave like an hour early, we're walking down, and the whole time I'm just like telling all these Pearl Jam stories about how influential they were in my life, uh-huh. blah, blah, So we get there, we stand in this huge line, uh-huh. huge line, because it was like, something about it, it was to avoid resell, it was like will call only show or something like that. Okay. So we get up there, and... You know, I wait in line for probably 30 minutes and we finally get up there and I tell him, you know, I'm trying to tell him my name and spell it. And she's just like, she's like, show me your ID. So I like hand my ID and she's like, tickets aren't here. And I was like, oh, come no. on. I was like, I was like, can I, I was like, are you sure? I was like, you know, and I start going into this story. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm in a band and this guy from Capitol <laughs> Records like say he's going to leave me tickets. She's like. I'm so sure, you know, of course, yeah, you and everybody else can. So she's literally just like, go away. She's like, you are, like, they're not here, go away. So we go there, and I, you know, I I go away, and I I called Jamie, and I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I, like, I put your name on him. I know, I like, 
So anyway, so I was like, well, whatever. Okay, so I guess so we just left. Oh so, no! A couple days later, we're um, meeting with some label people, and one of the guys from the label who was like this, you know, stereotypical label dude, was bragging about how he basically swapped will call names for these two Pearl Jam tickets and put his name on it and oh. went to the Pearl Jam show. <laughs> oh. So one of the label guys was like, I don't know who this dude is. He's like, you know, he's the VP of the Antarctic Capital. He's like, dude, oh. I'm taking these tickets. So he put his name on the will call tickets and went to the show. And oh. then inadvertently bragged about it in front of me. Wow. Was, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I never got to, well, I, I, I've seen them many times since then. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. But that was, uh, that was my story. That was a very long story. And you didn't know, but if it, I, as soon as you were telling me, <laughs> I'm telling everyone I'm going, I'm you telling mean, everyone yeah. I'm going, I'm like, oh, no. I remember calling my buddy Jeff specifically, and, me, and, and just almost just, like, boasting. Like, dude, you'll right. never believe what I'm going to do. <laughs> it was karma came to get me for, for boasting about that. There's literally, Jessica, I, I don't know if you know, you don't know this <laughs> reference. We just made it on our Patreon, but this reminds me of the, of the Dido song. The Christmas Day song. We were talking about least. We were talking about Christmas music on Patreon. Yeah. And there's a Dido song called Christmas Day, and I don't understand why this song exists <laughs> because it's like it's like whatever like old timey country Ireland England somewhere, and a soldier comes through their village and needs a place to stay. It's near Christmas Day, and he and then he's with the girl, and it's debatable do they sleep together or not. Whatever, it's it's just a song, right? And then he's like, "I'll come back for you on Christmas Day." And spoiler warning, he never comes back for her. But throughout the song, she's like going through the village and telling everyone, "I found this soldier and I love him." I'm telling, <laughs> I, and in the lyric, she specifically says. Like, my sister knows, my parents know, the preacher knows. Oh, my god! So it's just, oh, I'm having fun, and I hate this song. It's my personal, like, Red Shoes or whatever diet. That's Red Shoes. <laughs> Christmas oh, shoes. yeah, your Christmas shoes, huh? I actually got Christmas shoes this year. That was my, my <laughs> gift for and And every time someone mentions them, I always go, uh, Sir, I want to buy these <laughs> shoes. Uh, yeah, my kids got me a pair of Reebok pumps for Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. We got a bunch of Christmas shoes for Christmas, actually, from Jessica's parents. Nice. I got Sperry's. Oh, nice. Sperry boat shoes. Those are like grown-up yeah. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got Reebok pumps. You got yeah. Sperry's, yeah. <laughs> You're way cooler than me. Uh, the Fonda. The Fonda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I was I, I was never going to think that, because I was thinking more like Rock Club. I'm, I was thinking Henry Fonda. I don't know if that... Right. Yeah. Is that Henry? Is it yeah, Henry? I think okay. it is named after Henry Fonda, yeah. and I think there's a lot of plays. It's mostly plays there, in my or head, at least now it is. In my head, I was thinking Bob Hope, and I was like, I oh, know okay. it's not the Bob Hope Theater, but it's some old-timey like, right. Hollywood person. So yeah, I think that's in Culver's... No, it's right. It's oh, right it's down, here? It's on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of a different... I'm thinking of a different theater named after... Yeah, it's right. An it's, actor then. It, it was walk. It's walking distance from where where we were. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is we were. Uh, I'll show you this text here. Let's see here. So uh, I told him. I told him that the tickets will be. And I go. I go. I swear the tickets will be at will call. And he goes. Walk right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> That's the guy that uh, every. Every time we, uh, like, if I ever go see Pearl Jam, right, I'll be like, dude, I'm at Pearl Jam. 
and my tickets were right where they were supposed to be. This is like, you know, how however many years later. He's like, I still feel really bad about that. I think you should. No, nah, he did his part. It was right. A, it was a. Avoid, you didn't. Did, I, a did you say anything him. to the A and R guy that you? No, no, no. I wouldn't think you would, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was in a position to like size up the VP right. of A and R of Capitol Records at the time. Because we were just like. Oh, do you want plant power, sure. just while we're here? <laughs> okay. That's like an all vegan. Are you a vegan? Used to be, and then yeah. when I was pregnant with him, they told me to stay away from like soy and okay. stuff, and so I ended up incorporating meat back into my diet. But now gotcha. I'm trying to like phase it out again. Yep. When she, I don't know what what term she was pregnant. She texted me at work, it's and she's like, trimester. first trimester." She texted me at work. She's like, "Can you bring home McDonald's?" And oh. I thought she was kidding. I'm like, "There's <laughs> no way you've eaten this." Was that a pregnancy craving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because she saw a McDonald's commercial and she's like, this is the first time I've seen a McDonald's commercial in like five, ten years and yeah. wasn't grossed out. And I was really like, I was just like had a horrible morning sickness. And it's oh, like man. the only thing that sounded like it might stay down. Yeah. I remember when, when Lindsay was pregnant with her third child. Um, she, we were laying there. It was super late at night. And she's like, I have to have Taco Bell. She's yeah. like, will you please go get well, me Taco Bell? She's like, will you please give me a talk about I have to have it? And I was like, all right, fine. I mean, it's like, a, you know, 1030 at night or something. Right. So I drive, drive there, uh, go get Taco Bell and I bring it in. And as soon as I walk in the house, she's like, oh my gosh, the smell is kids. She's like, get that away from me. I do not want it. She's like, take it out of the house. So I literally, I literally took it out and threw it in the trash can outside. She's like, I can't even have it in the house. All so I went from a craving to like <laughs> it totally was about to make her completely a revulsion. Thrown. Yep. There's the arc light. So you must. So it's. I'm pretty sure you lived in where it says. Yeah, right there. Sunset. Broadway Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Sunset and Vine. Yep. Sunset and Vine. That's where we lived. Yep. Right up here on the left is where. Is where it is. And that arc light's just been sitting there since the pandemic, empty. And yeah, this was our old stomping grounds. Yeah. I remember none of it, really. Right. Like, well, a lot of it's changed in 10 years. Yeah. Like, that Netflix building, we just passed it next yeah. to McDonald's. That did not exist about four years ago. Maybe yeah. less than that. So oh, we were still going to... Oh, you still need food, don't you? Yep. Okay. So this, um, this Verizon right here... Where it says Verizon, uh-huh. that's where you went in to get to our and this these like light green and tan buildings right here up above, that's where we lived. Cool. Yep. I forgot to readjust the GPS for your lunch. That's okay. We're like a mile from it. I yeah. just don't remember which way it is. It's to the left. It's to the left. Okay. I'm gonna ask them right back in the traffic. Yeah. Um, right past this Verizon door, mm-hmm. right. Where it says Orange Barrel Media, okay. that door right there is where you went in to get to our place. Okay. Did you have a view of the street out here, or were you in interior? It was interior. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I think at one point after you told us that you lived here, we figured oh, out. Oh no, that, that was it, right there. Oh, that's 50, it. Fifty Five okay. Vine Street. Yeah, oh, okay. Right oh, okay. That was the door we went in. Yeah. That's where we lived. Um, and the 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 only celebrity thing I remember is there was like a mail uh, like a mail thing. Like old school, just like the mail guy would just put mail into different. Oh, okay. It wasn't like guarded. Right. Like you, anyone could just take it. Oh. And there was always stuff for Damon Wayans there. 
Oh. So either he had an office there or he actually had a place there. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But on top of it is a is a pool, like a really oh. nice like um, rooftop pool that we would go to sometimes. That's the old Amoeba Records. Yep. I refuse. They, they've been doing the Van Gogh exhibit in there. And I do want to see the Van, the interactive Van Gogh thing, where it's like a big digital, you like walk through Van Gogh paintings yes. on digital things yes. on the wall. But I refuse to go in the, into that building like like it's a, like it's a corpse. Like I don't yeah. want to see what it looks like. It has to live in my mind as Amoeba yeah. Records. Yeah, and the new one's to, okay, but... We used to go in there all the time. Yeah. Anytime anybody would come visit us, we'd be like, let's go to Amoeba. What I loved about that building was you could, I could literally lose Jessica in there. And it'd be like, I don't know where she, there's corners. Like I can't, I'm not going to find her. The new one, it's, it's nice, but like I can find her. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just one big rectangle now. Gotcha. And this had like two floors, yep. all kinds of corners and, and coves. Yep. Yeah, I was here. Um, I went to uh, VidCon oh, okay. yeah. in Anaheim, and we drove down um, to Hollywood one day just to sort of just drive around. Uh -huh. And it, it was on the day that they were having the Pride Festival uh -huh. on Hollywood Boulevard. And I'm driving through here, and I'm just like, why? Why every like, all the roads were closed and everything? Uh -huh. I was like, why is traffic so terrible? And then I was like, oh, that's why they did right. a parade on all, and all they, of Hollywood Boulevard was shut off. And they close within blocks and blocks. Yeah. So yeah. you can't, like, drive All these car streets were closed, yeah. We just tried to go to the, not this year because we were away, but last year we tried to go to the Hollywood Christmas Parade, yep. which is kind of cheesy. <laughs> they air it. It's, it's, it's the one hosted by Eric Estrada. Oh, cool. <laughs> it happens every year. Um, it just, it kind of looks, it's not, it doesn't look glitzy. It looks kind of cheesy and silly. It's independent. Yeah. It's not like a big corporation or something or yeah. whatever. And I've always wanted to go to it for that reason. And the one, and we, every year we miss it. And the one year we were like, oh, it's tonight. Do you want to go? And we got down here and everything. And it's not even like people are lining up to go to the Hollywood Christmas parade. It's not right. that big a deal. I'm sure it's fun, but you couldn't get anywhere near. Yeah. And so we're like, we can't even find parking <laughs> because like two blocks out are, are completely barricaded off with like giant trucks. So you can't barrel through. Yeah. So we said, forget it. We're this close to seeing Eric Estrada in real life. Yeah. You got to take those opportunities so we can get him. Yeah. You don't know how many more you have with him. He's, he's not young anymore. I think I think Cooper made a stink, so I'm just trying to air out a little bit. Sorry. Do you remember that smell? I don't really smell it because oh, I've okay. got this air blowing oh, okay. right in my face, which is fine. The in and outs on the other side of the school right there? Yep. Yeah, we used to crush this when we lived here. I thought that was so cool high school right in the middle of Hollywood the uh one of the guys from the Jimmy Pop song by song podcast yeah who he also lives here we know him in real life and he went to school here oh cool and I was and I, I can't remember he's probably listening <laughs> and but I can't I don't know if I ever asked him I was like I can't believe anyone actually goes to that school because because <laughs> every time yeah. I visited you know Hollywood before living here 
it's like it just looks like a it looks like a or it looks like a movie not a movie set but yeah, it just looks like a sure. like when you're in a theme park a facade that's yeah. what I'm looking for mm-hmm. okay where are we turning in did you have other questions in your file Jessica wrote down some questions no, just in case. we just happened to talk about everything <laughs> we touched on everything just by blabbing yeah if you want to pop the trunk I'll run okay you can pause the recording Jess. okay Okay, you ordered your In-N-Out. <laughs> I got my In-N-Out, and I'm going to put it to my stories. So I'm, Oh, you can shoot. Oh, no, you don't want to probably run I am um, anything with your recording, Jess, but I was going to say you can upload this. You should upload the story while we took that break. So, yeah, Air for Free Songs. Um, I love playing Air for Free Songs, honestly. Uh, God is one of my favorite songs that... One of my favorite Relanke songs ever. Um, because when we talked to you on our show originally, I think you were like only vaguely familiar with Air for Free at that point. I hadn't, I hadn't really ever listened to the album. Yeah, yeah, it's that is true. It took me a really long time, and then it became Liam's favorite Reliant K record. Okay, so I started listening to it. Um, and then I think Local Construction is honestly probably my favorite Reliant K song ever. Yeah, it has become that. I gotta give I it another try. Then. I just love that song. <laughs> There's something about that song that never sat right with me. Local construction. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Everyone else loves yeah. it. Well, Jessica hates Deathbed, so. <laughs> but Jessica hates Deathbed from an existential, like, yeah. not philosophical, because not like she disagrees or anything, but like can't take the intensity. Can't take the can't take the the yeah. confrontation of it. Doesn't need. She doesn't think about the same things that song is about. But yeah. I just don't like local construction because there's something about. I think it's. Just, it is, it, I don't need to get into it, but it's just something about the rhythm that I never like enjoyed, like the, the floaty thing. And I don't yeah. know if "floaty" is the right phrase, but. but yeah. I mean, I gotta give it a try. Maybe I gotta be in the right headspace. I never allowed myself to be <laughs> in the right headspace. Plus, I was always like, "What's local construction?" Because isn't all construction local to wherever it's happening? Yeah, I think local local construction. That is that a, is that a, not a Western term? Because that's like a pretty oh, common. That's it? like a pretty common term where I come from. Oh, okay. Like it's a type of construction. Where like, it's just like road, like fixing potholes, oh, road, okay. widening roads. Like that's like local construction, and then construction would be like building a building. I see local construction is like, like roadworks, infrastructure. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't think I know that phrase. Then I grew up in Boston. Yeah, it, and might, then, it might be kind of like a Midwestern Southerner. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, I don't know. And I lived in Florida for three years, but it's not like I paid a lot of it. I was in college. Right. So right. it's not like I was paying attention to <clears throat> that kind of stuff. I, I didn't like fully change my. What am I trying to say? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it, I guess I just never heard that phrase. So yeah. I was like, local construction, like. Like that's local. That like a pointing at a building they're constructed. Like that's local. It's right it is there. Local to Orange and Sunset. Yeah. yeah. And why would you? Be, you wouldn't be concerned with that building oh, yeah, if funny. you're if you're over in Anaheim. You wouldn't be concerned. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like like the the work at the airport is local construction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I got the I got the the one to one the simile or the metaphor whatever it is yeah yeah of it's about working on yourself like i understand that so local what's more local than yourself i do understand that yeah it's just the phrase local construction as a metaphor if it didn't work for me in the real world sense then i couldn't connect it to the metaphor yeah but that's cool that you like this and i don't hate that song 
there's yeah. very few and we're very close to done with and the whole discography and there's no songs that i like hate yeah. the only things i hate are Yep. Thank you. Uh, the only thing that I ever really came down on is hating were like the joke, two of the joke tracks, mm. the joke rap on uh, on uh, two lefts. Thank you. And what's the other thing? Oh yeah, so not neither album that you were involved with, but yeah, the Breakfast at Timpanies. Sure. And the Silly Shoes rap. Yep. Those are the only things where I was like, this doesn't work. I hate this. <laughs> and I never gave it that much thought until we had to like really piece into it. And I'm like, this doesn't work. Like if you shut your brain off and it happens to be playing. Yeah. Or if the hidden track hits you in the way that they were meant to hit you. Like, Hi, how are yeah. you? I have a large diet coat. Would you like any ketchup? Yes. You want to? Yes. Oh, am I too loud? I might leave this in for people who have never been to Hollywood. <laughs> I'm sure I'll release the uncut on Patreon. Wow, this un—someone's got to be really, really bored to listen to this uncut podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the best way. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Love it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Sweet. Listening to me chew. Yeah. On um on a podcast. Why not? I've listened to enough podcasts where someone's chew. I could never listen to a. Did you ever try to listen to a food podcast? No. I could never take a food podcast. There's two different ones I tried, and they were both spinoffs of other podcasts that I listened to. One was uh, Doug Benson, the comedian, like the weed comedian. Mm. He had Doug Loves Movies, and it's a podcast. I've, it's one of the first podcasts I ever listened to in like 2010. And I've stuck with it forever. I actually only recently kind of stopped listening to it because I was like, after 15, 14 years of listening to it, I finally was like, got over the format. Yeah. But he did a food podcast. I listened to all his podcasts. He had like five podcasts. I listened to his food podcast. and like, I literally can't take this. That's funny. So if you just want to chew, you can do that. Oh my gosh. I said that endless. It's a whole tour group. It's a whole tour group walking right through the parking lot. So... He said go to the um, Argyle Avenue entrance. Okay. And then there's vans. You'll see the vans. And there's just a door that I have to go into. Okay. I wonder so if I, I should go left. <clears throat> I don't want to make you conscientious about your food if you need to eat. So we can stop recording now. Um... Was there anything else you want to mention? Um, anything you want to plug? <laughs> Reliant K is playing tonight. Yep. This will not air tonight. <laughs> this probably won't even air tomorrow. I we have time are to playing it. tonight. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for the ride. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we didn't say how this worked out, but I just like, uh, I DM'd, I uh, didn't DM. I uh, posted the Instagram story telling all our listeners like, hey, I don't know. There's, it's not going to be possible to pick one place for you all to meet. Yep. That just doesn't make sense. Downtown Hollywood's crazy. So why don't you all just open... If you want to meet us, open DMs. You can find out where we are when you're here. Yep. And then you DM'd me and it was like, hey, well, you can pick me up from the airport. 
yeah. then you later said you were half joking, but honestly, we didn't have anything else planned for today. Yeah. And all we'd usually do with our weekends is kind of drive around and go to businesses or go to parks and things. So yeah. like this is just an extension of what we would normally do okay. on a Saturday. Well, we, thanks for the transportation. No problem. It was very helpful. I hope that it ends up being a good podcast. I hope so. <laughs> I'll make something out. Edit it down to like five minutes. All right. See ya. <laughs>